boxers, trainers, fight fans, promoters, and maybe, I don't know, casuals. This is the No Decision Podcast. I'm Wes Ibarra. He's Joy Villapando. We're going to play fast and loose. We're going to play free. We're going to go full on, I don't know how you want to call it. We're going to go ball family on this shit. We're just going to go play free. And tonight we're going to talk about the big fight in August with the two big men from England. A true or false, the difference between quitting or protecting, and who has impressed us so far in 2021. We're going to take a quick time out when we come back. We're going to talk about Fury versus AJ in August. Welcome back to the No Decision Podcast. We're going to now talk about the Fury versus AJ fight. Team Fury says it's August 14th. Team AJ says it's either the 7th or the 14th. All we know is that it's in Saudi Arabia. So, Joy, are they capping or are they not capping? Because I don't know who to believe at this point. But then again, in this day and age of sports, everything becomes so, so uh, objective to where it's kind of like, you know what? Maybe maybe I should just let things fall the way they did. Right. Or chances are uh, we're going to end up dragging dragging this out a, quite a long time. But, you know, I think they're capping. Uh, I oh. really think they are. Okay, okay. For me, yeah, uh, I'm with that um, that strategy of just letting things fall where they may. Uh, you know, I, I guess a couple of weeks ago, you know, Aaron was saying it, the fight's not happening. And then Hearn saying, you know, it is happening. I think we made some progress. At least they know they have two dates in mind and they know that it's going to be in Saudi Arabia. Uh, you know, I, I feel like it, it's it's too big a fight not to make. Um, and, you know, Bob Arum is more of the of the camp where, you know, he'd rather make money than not make money at this point. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's I think they're not capping. But, um, you know, I, I, but I do think we've made major progress in the talks well let's hope so i mean because if we need this i think this is the fight that saves boxing uh to be honest with you like yeah no disrespect to canelo alvarez or right. um now away or you know errol spence jr terrence bud crawford but this is the fight that i think keeps boxing relevant because i'm, I'm gonna be honest with all of you especially you joy it's hard to talk boxing with just about any sports fan these days. Yeah. Cause when when you think when you want to talk about a combat sport with somebody, guess who they bring up? They bring up UFC. Right. Yeah. No, they absolutely. don't bring up boxing. And then when they bring up boxing, they only know one guy, and that one guy is Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's difficult. Or Ryan Garcia because of the social media aspect of it all. But it, it it's difficult. But I think that's the this is gonna be the fight where people could at least even if it's just for that one day pay attention to what boxing is and how special it is and what big magnitude fights in this case, the heavyweight championship is all about. No. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely agree um, with you. And I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think, unfortunately there is not a massive or a big name that can go up against Canelo that would draw in the big money. I do think that the, the biggest money that you could probably draw is um, F Fury Joshua at the very moment. Um, 
because yeah, they're just their names are just uh, big. I don't know if Errol Spence versus um, Crawford, if it ever happens, I don't know if that's gonna draw as much crowd as Fury Joshua. But uh, yeah, I absolutely, I think you're right. This is this is probably the fight that could bring boxing back into the map. Absolutely, um, and you know, I guess now that I think about it, another uh, another argument that maybe those that are with us in the uh, fansmanship if you will of boxing will say is that oh well Manny Pacquiao is technically still active yeah well yeah we all know who Manny Pacquiao is but we don't know who the guy is on the other corner right yeah no absolutely absolutely uh, and yeah you know and and they're still kind of bidding uh, on who his next uh, fight should be but you know at this point I think uh, there's no more talks between Errol Spence or Terrence Bud, so it's more likely. I think it looks like he wants to fight either one of them or one of you know, Mike, either Mikey Garcia or any of the the other welterweights in the division. Um, but I don't. I, we just don't even know. We we don't have a date set. I don't know, man. It's rough. It's rough. But hey, you know, we we still are sticking around. There might be a winner and a loser, but there's always going to be someone that's undefeated, and that's us, the fans. Yeah. Us proud boxing fans, goddammit. But hey, AJ Fury in August, sometime in August. Sometime. In Saudi Arabia. Well, that's our first round. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to play a quick game of True or False. Like I said, we're playing. This is the No Decision Podcast. We are now going to play a quick game of True or False. All right, first one, Joy. True or false, Fury finishes AJ in three or less, as he says he would. Uh, false. I say false, you stupid bag of donuts. <laughs> a, a, and not, you're not the stupid bag of donuts, Joy. Okay. Just, just, just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I, that, that's the problem I really have with Tyson going into this fight. He thinks AJ's an idiot. In which he's not. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. uh, and AJ is too strong. And too athletic to just go down in three. Yeah. You know, I actually see this fight going the distance. Okay. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unless he can, unless AJ can do what Deontay Wilder couldn't. <laughs> or, yeah, or if, yeah. or if, uh, if, I, and you know, please correct me if I'm wrong, Joy, or if the Tyson all of a sudden becomes uh, Vitaly Klitschko, or was it Vladimir that he fought? Is it, I think, I think it was Vladimir. I believe it was Vladimir. Or it's like, or it's like they trade knockdowns, and one of them, one of them just really blew up. In this case, it was Klitschko because yeah. AJ caught him. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I don't think uh, it's gonna go down, and I don't think. I mean, I do think Fury beats uh, AJ, but not because you know, you know, he's an idiot or anything. I, I just think that um, AJ is a perfect opponent for Fury. Um, in my point of view, uh, but I don't think he finishes them in, in three or less. I, I I'm agree I'm agreeing with you. I think it might be just a, a decision. Um, you know, AJ is one of those guys that are really hard to knock down or knock out. Uh, and so, I mean, Ruiz, you know, he he caught a lucky break. Um, he 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 had a hurt champion in front of him, and he took a, took advantage of it. But um, I think the way Fury fights, he's a little bit more. Um, tactical and so yeah I, if anything I, I don't think it's gonna be um a knockout i think it's just gonna be a, a pretty a pure decision sure all right next one 
Mayweather fights bo both Paul Bros. I think that's true, man. That's true. I think after what we've seen, I think that's true. It's true now. What I'm just afraid for is that Floyd will just give them even more brain damage than they already do. <laughs> and, you know, just looking at things from a, uh, I guess, a values and virtues and ethics standpoint, that's so, those two guys are somebody's sons. Yeah. So it's kind of like to have some guy that's like half their size beat their brains in. Yeah, I, 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 I have, I feel a little bit of sympathy there, but I don't feel sympathy for those two boys overall. And keyword, I said boys, not men. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what Jake. I don't know why Jake wants to, you know, rattle the the cages a little bit against Floyd. Now. There's only been what two fights that Floyd has been sitting on his punches that ever sat on his punches to to really mm -hmm. knock out someone. That's one. It's Conor McGregor, and the other one was Victor Ortiz. Um, I think he's just gonna sit on his punches throughout the entire night. I don't think there's no need for him to to kind of just do pull counters. I think he could just take uh, the punches that these guys will probably give him. Um. But yeah, I think they're gonna. He's gonna spank him. He's gonna, you know, teach him a boxing lesson. Or something tells me he's gonna do what um, Ali did. Um, I believe it was against. Uh, tell me, please tell me it was against George Foreman that he did the, the when he got stuck in the corner. Yeah, yeah, the rope a dope. And then yeah, just did the crazy eyes and just got one like. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe. Yeah, I believe that was George Foreman. I mean. Muhammad Ali or when just, Caleb Plant or when Caleb Plant did the same thing in the middle of the ring and pointed at someone in the crowd say like, "Oh, you saw that?" Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I think yeah, it could be it could be the case as well. Like he makes them look like clowns um in the ring. Yeah, because like they, yeah. they they throw wide, right? They do, yeah. You and me you and me both agree to that. And it's like I think Floyd wants to put on a full display where he's dancing and then he's sitting. I actually, I actually want to get into a bet that, um, is it Logan? Yeah, Logan is not going to, uh, in one round, I don't know which one, probably second or third round because probably Mayweather is going to, you know, take that first round to kind of just see, to test out the waters. Um, my, mm -hmm. Probably second or third round, I think, I I'm willing to bet that Logan doesn't land any shots. He'll throw shots, but I don't think he lands any of them. That's what I'm saying. So, like, he's going to try and, like, swing for defenses, and then Floyd's just, like I said, going to do the Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, like I said, just sit in a corner and try and let him tee off, but he's going to yeah. either hit the corner or the ropes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, I, I hope. You know he fights Jake at, at this point because I've seen the the videos. Um, he looks mad. He looks like he wants to fight Jake. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this fight for some reason. I yeah, so am I. And you know it follows up the uh, Teofimo and Kembosos uh, fight. So looking forward to that. But yes, we're gonna be on record here saying that they're, uh, Floyd is gonna fight both Paul Brothers and beat them both and hopefully take them out of this game. Or not this game, this sport. Yeah. Good lord. All right, our last TF or F for uh, for this segment of the show. Billy Joe Saunders will be back. I think he will, but I he won't so. be the same. I agree. Um, I think we also discussed this uh, in the last podcast, right? Like, um, if Billy Joe Saunders does come back, I mean, 
for a lot of these middleweights, right? If they do come back, or um, if they plan to fight again, um, well, of course they're gonna plan to fight again. But who do they fight? You know, because at this moment, you know, Canelo is going to. Per, uh, it seems possible that if if he gets all the belts, you know, then. You know, then a lot of these middleweights are just going to be aiming for him. And he's already kind of beaten a lot of these middleweights. Uh, but I do think uh, Billy Joe Saunders is uh, is, will be back. Um, I've seen the the x-rays that he's had to go through. They, they look pretty bad. I think he'll be back. The guy's got screws all over his eyes, basically. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think it'll take him a while to get back. But hopefully when he does get back, um, you know, he'll be healthy. Um you know, there, there was a there was a moment there where we thought he was going to lose his eyesight or it was career threatening. So hopefully, you know, that's not the case. Um, he had his first surgery and uh, I think, yeah, so I think he'll have many more. But yeah, I think he will be back. Hopefully he'll be back. For sure. For sure. And that ends round two. Let us know on your true or falses. But until then, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. This is the No Decision Podcast. Welcome back to the No Decision Podcast. We're going to talk about a, I guess, debated topic in boxing now. Um, we did talk about uh, Billy Joe Saunders in the last round. He is going to be the focal point of this round. And I guess another good example would be Deontay Wilder. But we're going to talk about quitting or protecting. And I didn't really like what Teddy Atlas had to say about Billy Joe Saunders hmm. somewhere something along the lines of like oh that's not how like a real boxer like acts or moves I'm like are you serious Teddy Atlas you mean to tell me that you've never had a fighter with a broken cheekbone or broken orbital bone and you never thought once and if you did you never thought once to actually stop the fight because chances are like if they kept taking that punishment they wouldn't be able to see out of that one eye Come on, man. And I don't, don't get me wrong. I understand, like, I understand boxing is a warrior sport. And sometimes in bad contact, it's a machismo sport. You know, there's always a saying, we want to go out on our own shield. I understand that. But at the same time, this is the hurt business. There are, like, like what Sylvester Stallone said in Rocky, there are things in me that have never, that ain't never been fixed. Right. And, you know, I mean, granted, Billy Joe Saunders, despite having all the resources in the world to get that cheekbone fixed, or uh, you know Deontay Wilder, whatever injuries he sustained fighting uh, Tyson Fury, like there's long-lasting effects on that. Right. So for me, I think, especially now, given all the knowledge that we have with what the human body can take, like I think there really is no shame in calling a fight early. Oh no! And protecting that fighter, it's not quitting, especially if if it's a corner call. Like I, I yeah. really don't think it's quitting because we're down, we're down bad on the scorecards, and you know, like we have no shot of winning. No, really, I, I, I don't understand it. Sometimes when people say, "Ah, oh, this guy quit" or "this girl quit," I was like, "Well, well, you, okay. you don't understand what yeah. what the toll of this sport is." Then, well, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you, Wes. Um... What is it called? Uh, when it usually comes from the corner, the corner, right? Your own team 
stops the fight. Um, they're looking out for you, and they're they're usually they're. I, I don't know. They're not usually right. They're the majority of the times they're they're gonna be correct because they they see something that they haven't seen, um, from you that you just probably reacted very badly to a punch, a combination after a round. Um, they just probably you know you gotta trust your corner because you know they they could see. You know they're not in the ring, but they could see exactly what's happening. You know uh, they could see the the momentum shift or anything. And yeah, uh, I don't think I don't think um, this was the fact of like quitting, or I think this is more protecting, right? Like, cause look, I mean, if if it, if you know it was true, I I do think it was true. I think if Billy Joe Saunders continued to fight, he probably would have been blind by the end of the fight. Um, probably throughout his entire career or uh, his life, he probably would have lost his eyesight uh, on that um, right. I believe, yeah, it's the right eye. And so, yeah, um, it it was a massive, massive injury. You could see it from the from the images. You know, one of his pretty much his right face is concaved. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that the, they, they did a really fine job of protecting Bill Joe Saunders because not, no fighter should go through that, right? It, again, he has a family. He has family. He has kids that he has to go home to. You know, it, no fight is worth, you know, kind of risking your your livelihood. And, you know, boxing has come so far where uh, there's been a lot of trainers uh, recently, right? We were talking uh, that poor kid um, from the Middle East who, you know, unfortunately lost his life uh, in a boxing match. And, you know, it, trainers have seen a lot of things that we have never seen in, in, in the boxing ring, uh, fortunately. But they, they know when to stop it and they know when it's enough. Yeah, and yeah, I, I just never understood how fans or other trainers even, or even analysts, because you could even think that, yeah. you know, like, oh, this guy quit or whatever, right. or this girl quit because of whatever. It's like, uh, like there comes a time where you got to protect that fighter. Right. And thankfully, a lot of these pundits in boxing understand that. Right. But it's just a select few that say, oh, no. Like, <laughs> I, I just can't. For me, to those that believe that, yeah, that's quitting, like, then you don't understand the sport. That means you really don't, you're either out of touch with it or you just straight up don't understand right. and just happen to be a fan of it because people are getting hurt. Right. I, I mean, to that, I, I tell to, to those fans or to those pundits, um, to anyone that says, you know, that's quitting, then, you know, you should look up tapes of boxers that uh, pretty much were getting beaten up at the at the corner of the ring because back then, referees didn't stop the fight. They, they only stopped the fight until, you know, a part of your body touches the canvas instead of, uh, other than your, your feet. And, you know, that, that, yeah. Uh, I, I think a great example is uh, Mark Breland and Deontay Wilder, right? Deontay Wilder wanted to go out on his shield, as he said. But Mark Breland has seen casualties in, in the boxing ring, and he just didn't want that for Deontay Wilder, someone who he's trained from when he was 
when Deontay was was still, you know, getting himself up in, in the boxing scene. And so there's this kind of father-son figure. And, of course, Mark Breland is going to step in to protect pretty much his son, right? Um, and... Yeah, uh, I'll tell that tell that to Deontay because Deontay got rid of him not too long after. Exactly, exactly. You know, but you know, Deontay. Yeah, of course, right. And, and there are reports that Mark Breland um, was sobbing, you know, after the fight uh, outside of the the locker room because he just didn't want that for Deontay. And like I said, you know, um, yeah, like there there are there's gonna be many times where. It's an emotional feeling, right? When your corner steps in to, to stop the fight, it's definitely emotional. But I think it's I think it's the right thing. A lot of the times, it's the right thing to do. Absolutely, and you know, I I hope whoever's listening can have a different now, I guess, or be, or at least at the at the most, you know, a better understanding of why stoppages happen. Hmm. You know, and but if you want to double down, so be it. We don't care. Uh, agree to disagree, <laughs> but you know, there, there, there is. You gotta just take into account that there is a toll that the human body can take. Right, right. And in the case of Billy Joe Saunders and Deontay Wilder, and perhaps any other stoppage in modern boxing history, I think was a good call. All right. All right. We're gonna take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about who has impressed us so far in 2021. Stay right here. This is the No Decision Podcast. And so you're now in the home stretch of the No Decision Podcast. Uh, we're going to close up shop here with uh, who has impressed us so far. Um, and for me, that fighter is Joshua Buatzi out of England, the young gun from Matchroom. He actually scored a big knockout uh, against uh, Daniel Dos Santos in a... Uh, showcase for matchroom in manchester england one shot power hmm. and of course uh if the name sounds familiar he was also one of the anchors for uh the joshua pulev fight right. um and he's actually managed by anthony joshua uh by the way and um yeah you could tell that this guy was a is an up-and-comer in the light heavyweight division and um you know he's done some good work he hasn't lost yet and you know, he's have, he has his best years ahead of him. Right. And as long as he has that support system in place, I think he can really, really become very big, kind of like his uh, peers and Anthony Joshua and Lawrence Okoli. So British Olympians, British uh, boxers, and uh, hopefully future world champions, especially in the case of Joshua Boatsy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he, he's pretty impressive. You know, um, he, he's definitely getting up there. Uh, man, he he's gonna he's gonna be fighting some 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 big names soon. I feel, but where is he ranked? Dimitri uh, Bivol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Dimitri Bivol wants to fight Joshua Boatsy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, right? Yeah, like you said. Um, also, he's uh promoted by uh Anthony Joshua, so I feel like that also puts a little bit of a target right uh behind his back. But so far, he's been he's been pressing pretty well. I wouldn't be surprised if he's top 10. I haven't, I can't give you a solid answer. I haven't done my homework on that. Okay. But you know, I would, if it were me, I would, I would put him in the top 10 in light heavyweights. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, right. Uh, after, um, 
no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, no, nah, uh, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, I was about to say Alexander, um, yeah, but yeah, no, 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 I, I kind of lost my train of thought, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, light heavyweight, I think we already said that it's one of those divisions where you could definitely shine because there's not a lot of big names coming out of it. Now, he could go up to, to Cruiser and, and, you know, we'll see where his his ceiling is when it comes to his size. But I think I think he could pretty much fight uh, heavyweight if he continues to just make waves. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting, right? Absolutely. And, you know, Matchroom has two, you know, big guys after AJ that could fight in that division. And, yeah, one of them is Joshua Boazzi, the right. other one being... Lawrence Okoli. And of course, you know, like I said, they're all British Olympians. Right. You know, they're all medalists. Uh, in the case of AJ and Okoli, they're, they're world champions. Right. And then, you know, Buwazi is just right there. He's knocking on the door. Right. He's, yep. Absolutely. And so I don't know what they're feeding uh, these dudes over there at the UK, but uh, keep it up. Well, they also need to have an additive <laughs> where they can actually score wins in America. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's why. That's why. Sorry, the... Callum. Sorry, Cool Hand, and sorry, uh, BJS. That's why. That's why the AJ Fury is being held inside. And to some Arabia. extent, AJ. Yes, to some extent, AJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. His first loss, uh, Madison Square Garden. Right, and so yeah. Yes. It's, it's very interesting, but uh, yeah. Uh, for me, I actually pink. I actually picked. A guy that's quite obvious, that's been uh, pretty top tier in everyone's list. Uh, but uh, I think he just pretty much, um, he he just continues to, to amaze me. Um, and not only that, he, he's he's pretty much challenging himself, uh, you know, every single time he fights. But uh, I'm, I'm taking Gervonta Davis, uh, Tank, right? Super, super featherweight division. Uh, yeah, he, he's just incredibly impressive, right? Um, he's the IBF super featherweight uh, title holder at the moment, I believe. And uh, thinking about going to lightweight, I, I believe he's already in the lightweight division. He's already has the... Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. My bad. I, I forgot. But uh, the, the first fight I've ever seen him, he took the lightweight uh, division title by knocking out Yuriorcus Gamboa. Now, of course, Yuriorkis Gamboa isn't the same as the same fighter as he was a couple of years back, but still, I think he solidified himself by knocking out Leo Santa Cruz, which I think is no slouch. I've actually, I actually like uh, Leo Santa Cruz, but um, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, he's it looks like he's he's on the upward trajectory. Um, hopefully, you know, he could stay in the ring. Um, he's had some troubles off the ring, but I think he's he's a, he's an incredibly powerful guy. Probably one of the pound for pound most hardest hitters in the sport. But yeah, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see him light it up. I don't know whether he's gonna stay in light um, lightweight division or the super featherweight. Um, but I, I've heard there's some rumors that he wants to go up to Walter. So I mean. Hey, I, like I said, right, that's what impresses me the most is that he keeps challenging himself. He keeps kind of going up and down weights, much like Ricky Hatton was. Uh, 
which you know is never a good sign or kind of dangerous at that point but uh, yeah ask roy jones jr <laughs> i was about to say like roy jones is also but uh yeah you know just yeah I, i'm really impressed with uh Gervonta. absolutely and you know floyd said that he believes Gervonta davis is the future of boxing mm. and you know i would like to see him be more active because mm. it 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 seems like we only mention him by what he's already done right. rather than what he's capable of doing. Right, right. Right? So, you know, why can't he go ahead and try and fight someone like uh, <laughs> Devin Haney or Devin Haney. Ryan Garcia, Shakur Stevenson? Shakur Stevenson, right? I mean, it... Right. Right. Or the, or the, you know, the uh, Mikey Garcia's of the world, or even, you know, the Terrence Crawford's Errol Spence Jr.'s of the world. I think, I think that would be a good test. If he wanted, if the rumors are true and he wanted to go to uh, Walter White, Mikey Garcia might be a pretty good test for him at that weight class. Um, and so, yeah. Should I even think uh, Teofimo Lopez and Lomachenko could give him problems too. Oh no, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh like I said, you know, that's what impresses me the most is that he he's willing to challenge himself um and to pretty much, you know, get as as big as he can. Uh and so yeah, uh props to him. Well he does have a fight coming up now that I think about it. Yeah. And I think it's in Atlanta. Yeah, so yeah. um, you know, that's gonna be fun to watch and I hope that he passes that test. Absolutely. Too. I don't know if it's going to be as anything like his fight with Santa Cruz where he just straight up shut out the dude in basically <laughs> a buzzer beater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. damn. Like, yeah, I could tell he's good. I could tell he's good. It's just a matter of him, you know, getting that exposure that he needs. Yeah. Unless, despite him being very young, he's playing the Mayweather game yeah. where he's just picking when well, the time is right like like a stock market almost well yeah no absolutely i'm glad that you brought that up actually because yeah he is fighting on the 26th with mario barrios who's another undefeated uh fighter at super lightweight so yeah uh yeah it'll be interesting um you know it, it seems as though we've had a couple of prospects fight each other um recently so yeah it, it'll be interesting absolutely so there you have it folks i have one of England's finest, Joy has Baltimore's finest. So Baltimore, stand up. <laughs> and we have reached the end of our show tonight. That is all we got for you. Um, and we're closed. We're closed. You don't have to go home. But you can't stay here. But for what it's worth, we'll have a fresh set of rounds for you next week. But until then, I'm Wes Ibarra. He's Joy Villapando. Have a great night.